So it's supposed to rain again tomorrow, I think, they say. What a mess. But the governor said that we still going to have to pay high water bills. So they, they're not going to give us our money back for sure. And they said because they didn't build any reservoirs. And so, according to what people are telling me, and so the waters are not filling up the reservoirs, so we don't have extra water. Right. They're still going to charge us for water. It could rain until the cows come home. But we still have to pay. What a mess, huh? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Are they ready yet? Yeah, we're ready to go. 20 last week though. Congratulations. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by going to our chat line on the YouTube channel and Hake will let me know your questions or comments and I can refer to them. All right. Beautiful day in LA. Bright sunshine today. It was raining like 90 going north the last two days I guess. It's just been rain. I even saw a little Hail things. Oh, yeah. Y'all see that? Yeah. I'm like, what the? It, it was, so it really, really rained. But it's fine. We need it. And I'm okay with it. Um, good morning, y'all. Morning. How's everybody? Well, good. So, any questions before we get rolling? Let me ask, did your, how'd your daughter feel about the meeting? Hi, how you doing, Jesse? Hey. Uh, she she liked it. She did? Yes. Is she trying to speak up a little bit? A little more, yeah. yeah. She's a little more open with me. Nice. And how about you? I'm I'm listening to her and Are you are you overcoming and starting to speak up too? Yes, yeah. Yeah, you are. Yes. Did that help when you came up here? It did. And in what way it did it? Me, it helped me uh, face face my fear. Yeah. Of uh, stage fright. When you say stage fright, I mean you see that you're going to fall off the stage. No, just just like freeze and not answer any question. Just oh, I see. Be like a deer in headlights. You see it on YouTube? Did you see it? No, I can't. I, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then people like it. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. maybe I should have you come up more. You think? Sure. Oh, good. I'll do it the least expected. Will you least expect it? All right. Amazing. Um, any questions? Anybody had a week? You know, a life or anything? No? Nobody had a life this week. What a sad way to live. You had a life? Mm-hmm. What did you learn about life? That, oh, I learned, it was kind of a challenging week for me because I was in my head often and I feel like, or I, be, well, 
I don't, I, I don't want to use that word feel, but um, it was just a challenging, it was just a challenging week. In what way? I just felt like I was in my head so much that it was starting to impact me in an adverse way. I was starting to <laughs> feel almost, I don't want to say depressed, I don't want to say depressed, but just kind of overwhelmed, I think, is one way of putting it. I don't really have a word to put to it. Right. But then I got back on track, and towards the end of the week, I, I was starting to feel more like, okay, I'm back in the work. Nice. And yeah. so what does the overwhelmed feeling feel like? It feels like... Like, I just don't know anything. Like, I feel like I'm so, I'm emptying out myself to the point where I don't know anything, and that's kind of scary for me. And why is that scary? Welcome aboard, because you don't know anything. Right. You're as dumb as a doorknob. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> that's crazy to come to that realization. I know. Finally. Yeah. Yes. Is that something we are dumb, but we think we're smart? Yes. And then going through the process of overcoming, you will get to the point where you see how dumb you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Um, over overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, I, I just felt overwhelmed because I feel like I don't know what's next. And then it, just engaging with others too. Yeah. Because I'm in this now, and I want to point everyone in this direction. But and I did actually point a neighbor of mine to you. And the following day when I saw this woman, she darted past me so fast. It's like she didn't know me. So I think she watched her videos, yeah. or the one that I at least recommended. And I don't know. I guess I'm feeling like there aren't many people I can relate to where, where my, my walk is concerned right now. Yeah. And I think that's part of the overwhelming feeling I'm, I'm sharing. If you stay with it, you'll get to the point where you are all alone. But it'll be fine. And there will be times where you're going to see things and you're going to want to discuss it with someone. And you're going to look at your family members. And just as you're about to discuss it, you're going to realize this is a waste of time. They don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Or coworkers or friends, they will not understand. And you will see beforehand they won't understand it. And you won't be able to discuss it with them. Yeah. So I'm already there, actually. You will truly point. be alone. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And that's the false self that's dying. So you got to stay with it, stay with it, and stay with it. It'll be all over by the time you're 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. It'll pass. Nice. So stay with it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I want to... Oh, let me just tell you this. This is the... This month, Bond would have been around 33 years, our 33-year anniversary. Isn't that amazing? And it literally doesn't feel like 33. It feels like a day. It doesn't even feel like a day. It just feels like it is. It's, I can't, it's hard for me to believe that we started this thing out 33 years ago. And it's been an experience. It's been interesting. And you mentioned you, you don't know what's, you feel like you don't know what's going to happen. And that's where you want to be, not knowing what's going to happen. I had no idea. There's not one thing that has happened through Bond 
or during the period of bond that I imagined would happen. It didn't compromise. And you want your whole life to live that way, not knowing what's going to happen. All right, so stay with it. And thank you, Rochelle, for bringing the balloons uh, to celebrate our anniversary here. That's are you, amazing. Are you going to do anything? Am I going to do anything? Yeah. Like what? I'm going to go get drunk. <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> I'm going out tonight and party. <laughs> I was going last night, but it rained. <laughs> no, I'm doing it now. Do like what, for example? Just like a little celebration or something. I don't know. Uh, I just like balloons. I was like, let me acknowledge it. Oh, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you. For, I nah. appreciate, uh, even though I haven't been around for the 33 years, like the little time that I have, like everything that I've learned from you and things that you've said and I apply to my life, it's changed me completely. Yeah. So I appreciate it and I thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Happy birthday, Barney. Thank you again. Um, so I want to get to the biblical question for this week. Are you a whole or divided person? Are you a whole or divided person? Who want to respond to that? Nobody want to. Everybody all dead. What the? I was born. I think... Uh are you, were you guys and ladies aware of the biblical question this week? Yes. Did y'all smoke on it at all? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, y'all look like you didn't think about it. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, we hotboxed this uh, question. <laughs> what? Uh, What'd you say? I, I Speak said, up for him. I didn't hear you. Okay. Um, we're born whole. But because of the ego, I think we're... So, but we talk about you, the individual. Are you a whole or divided person? I'm a whole person. And why do you say you're a whole person? Because that's how uh, God created us. God created you whole? Yeah. And so how do you know you're a whole person now? <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that, but... You don't I, know if you're whole or not? I, be, I believe I am whole, but there's still a division, uh, polarity, and because of the ego, I think we've tried to find reason in both sides. And so are you whole or divided? Whole. But you still see division in you? Yes. So you're not whole then, right? No. You can't I be mean, both. No, you can't worship two gods, no. But you could still play with the idea of the division and find uh, that reason in the distorted. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's okay. like a, a, a division, I think, in people that try to find reason in... in so you're saying you're divided because you're trying to find reasons? Yeah, reasons to justify. What are you trying to justify? The division. You're trying to justify why you're divided? Right. Oh, okay. All right. Doug, I want to respond and then over there. Are you a whole or divided person? 
<laughs> I am. I'm going to say. I'm going to say I'm divided. You are divided. Are you like doing a guessing game or something? No. Like I'm going to take door number eight. You are divided. Yeah. And why do you say you're divided? Because at times I. At times I still believe my thoughts. What does that mean? That means at times I still identify and go with them, and then catch myself in the middle of them. Okay. And that's why you believe that you are divided? Yep. And you're divided between what and what? Good and evil, I guess. I'm sorry? Good and evil, I guess. This is just a fellowship for y'all. Here lies. Take a breath. It's not, you don't get an A or a B. You don't get a C. It's just fellowship. All right. Go ahead. I guess it's the division between good and evil. Oh, okay. Amazing. This young man want to respond right back to you. Are you divided a whole person? I've thought about it. Um, I genuinely don't understand the question, to be honest. Oh, okay. I, I, I see it as your last question as um, when you asked, do we pick sides? I see it like that. But I don't understand the question. I can't. Did I really you understand don't. the question about if you pick sides or not? Yes. Oh, you did understand yes. that? And I, yes, I do pick sides. Yes. And, and why do you pick sides? Because there's good and evil. I wanted to tell you about that, too, because you asked the question. Go ahead. There's Go good ahead. and evil. I stand with good. So, you pick, What did that mean, I stand with good? If anything tries, you know, disrupting good within me or outside of me, I have to stay solid on that ground so I don't let it... I have to know the good so I don't let the evil... Speak up from your chest. I, don't, I, don't, I have to know the good so I don't let it deter me to, to venture on the bad oh. at, at all costs, you know, in the present more than anything. But how do you recognize the good or from the bad outside of you? The anger of people, their prideness, the, oh, okay. um, all that wickedness. Because we, uh, like, what you say, once you're aware, you can see it in others. Yeah. And it's obvious, but, but without judgment, it's, it's, uh, it's more clear. Oh, okay. Nice. So you don't understand this other question if you are whole or divided? No. Okay. Um, last week you asked a question about picking size. I believe it was about abortion or something, right? you like, well... Yeah, yes, that I was put, part of the conversation. But I thought it, the question this week. Do you remember, was it about abortion? I think it was something, I don't remember verbatim, but something to, to the effect of if you were to choose you know, whether to abort or children having their body parts cut off, that sort of thing. Right. And and do you choose size or not? Whether boys and girls who have the body part, little kids, cut off or not, and abortion, do you choose size with that? Well, I don't agree with either one. So I, I believe by... Because I don't agree with it, I, I believe that that would be choosing sides. You believe it would be? I believe so. Because you don't agree with it? Right. And why don't you agree with it? I don't consider it, because with abortion, I consider that to be murder. I mean, we're, you're taking 
that woman who's choosing that path is taking a life that is not hers to take right, away. Right, And then That's with true. The, the, the children transitioning, well, that's the equivalent, I think, believe someone else here said it, of saying God is wrong. You, you made a mistake in, in, you know, making me a boy or girl, so I'm going to fix that since you weren't competent enough to do it the right way in the first place. Right. Why, if it's somebody else that's doing it, if it's some woman that want to have an abortion or some parents that want to let their children, little body parts be cut off, why do you take side with that or not? Why not just let them do what they want? It has nothing to do with you. Do you think God will stop them from doing that? You think he takes sides? No. And so why, don't, why do you take sides if it's somebody else? Because I think it impacts, well, I'm, I, that's, a, that's a good question, the way you framed that. The way I, the reason I feel it's important to take a side with issues like that is because it impacts an entire culture. And then the next thing you know, our children are being indoctrinated in schools and it's becoming, it's, it's, it's causing something wrong to be right. And then it impacts an entire culture, which, is, which leads, in my mind, to the downfall of a culture, which is why things are so messy right now and what's right is wrong. That's interesting. We were talking about last week, biblical question, folks, just in case you're the first time tuning in. Uh, last week was, do you take sides? And so we're just kind of following up on that. we get back to this other one in a minute. Very interesting. Who agree with that? Right here. Only one person bringing up, to be honest. A lady. Over to men. She said it's a fashion of a culture. It's down in society. And that's why she think she feels it's important to take sides on those issues. Uh, you yes. agree with that? I, I agree. And, and why do you agree? Um, because, like, the very laissez affair attitude of living life like oh that has no effect on me I, I don't believe that to be true oh okay just like, like how would it affect you that somebody else committed abortion or had the little children body part changed how would that affect you I may not know the direct effect immediately but well, over time I do believe that it it changes our our like the core of our culture and how would it change you? Mm, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I guess the way that I see it is like even with the beginning of COVID. Speak from your chest. Even with the beginning of COVID, I remember, you know, hearing about it because my family's from China. And I would talk about it, but people would say, like, oh, it has no effect on us. It's all the way on the other side of the world. And next thing you know, our world shut down. So I don't know how this affects our culture, but it's like the tipping point where over time it will degrade. So you think eventually somebody else having an abortion and or cutting off body parts will eventually affect you somewhere down the road? I believe that because I've, um, I know people who have had, um, you know, some things done 
And it does affect your life because it affects them on a deep, like, soul level. And that it, it, it spreads. It, it, it spreads to you? Um, yeah. Do you think it spread to God? I don't know. You think God would be affected eventually if the culture keep cutting our body parts, having abortion, somehow or another it's going to affect God? I, I, I honestly so don't know. Y'all can relax your thoughts. I see everybody in their head. Relax. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, if we're made in God's reflection, then I, I can... It must... I mean, he flooded the earth once. He flooded the earth? Once, so... But he say Noah and his family. Yes, he did. They weren't affected. That's true. I, I don't know if I'm a descendant of Noah. <laughs> but <laughs> you are a descendant of Noah. No well, true, that's true. If they were the only people on the earth, right? that makes sense. <laughs> nice. Um, yes, sir. How are you affected by abortion and cutting off body parts? I don't remember saying I was. Do you think... <laughs> and so do you take sides with that either way? Not necessarily in that sense. I, it, like, it doesn't affect me that somebody does that at all. It doesn't affect me personally. At the, do you take sides? In the, in the sense... I don't know how to say it. Um, I understand what these two ladies are saying. I just don't... It, it doesn't affect me, and I don't think it would affect me. And do you take sides? I don't think so. Not in the sense that you're saying it. I haven't said it yet. I asked but the you, but you, you kind of have. How? <laughs> by, by, no, this is getting to know yourself, all right? Oh, getting to so, know me. Um, do you take sides? I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I think I do. Speak from the chest. I think I do, but I don't take. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. You don't know how. Uh, Sean, I want to respond. I think I think you can take sides without having any feeling about it. You can see what's right and wrong on any issue, such as that one. You can see what's right and wrong. You could even act on it. Um, without having any sort of feeling about it or any pride about it. Um, and so you can even act on it and take a side while still keeping an open mind and recognizing that you could still be wrong. So you can see, you know, you could see what's right and wrong, you can take a side, you can act on it, but still keep an open mind constantly throughout that process and not have a, any feeling about it and keep an open mind and recognize I could, be, I could still be wrong. I find myself acting on this and speaking out and taking a side, but I can do, still do be... Do you I, take sides? Yeah. Which side do you take? With the abortion and cutting off body parts? I take the you know, conservative, traditional side. And what side is that? That it's not right, it's wrong. And how can you determine that for someone else? I can't absolutely determine that. So why take sides? That's just what I find myself. That's just what I find myself doing. I don't have any feeling about it. That's just what I. 
It's, it's just what I find myself doing, and I, and I continue to do it, keeping an open mind that I could still be wrong. Do you think God takes sides thinking, you know what, I'm going to take a side. I'm going to be a conservative person on this one. I could be wrong, but I'm going to take sides. Do you think God I, takes sides on that? I can't say what, what, uh, what he does or does not do. You can't? I don't know. Oh. I don't know if he does or not. But in your further, for imagination, you think God takes sides? No. And so why would you? That's just what I, what I find myself doing. You know, like I said, when we ask the biblical question, it makes me, you know, I get a sense of safety out of it, out of taking sides, a sense of pride, ego. Oh, you feel safety by taking side with someone else going to be an abortion? Right. And what, what's safety in that? Uh, feeling like I'm on the right, feeling like I'm on the right side, like I'm on the right team. Oh, so you feel like you're judging? Yeah. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> Amazing. So isn't this interesting? What? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I believe you, you that take sides, yes, with abortion and and, yeah. and and cutting off kids' body part. Which side do you take? I'm on the side of the fact that it's wrong. And how do you know it's wrong? Because it's you're destroying, a, you're killing a human life. But is it your life? It's not mine. So why? But take that sides? doesn't make it right what they're doing. So it doesn't affect me, but it's not right what they're doing. But why? why but I'm you? not going to go over there and. Attack them and get in their face and say, well, you're, it's wrong what you're doing. How do you know it's not right for them? I mean, unless it's an extreme case, like they say, but I mean, just every, once it's conceived, the child has a right to be born. And what gives you the right to take side, though? Uh, well, I mean, it's just common sense, right or wrong, you know. It's do you a, think God takes sides? Yes. What side do you take? Yeah, God takes sides because what his side love is, is conditional. for the ab- abortion and cut off the body part or against no, it? He's against that. How do you know that? Because it's wrong. It's wrong? Yeah. Because uh, not, everybody, look, uh, not everybody's going to go to heaven, right? He would take sides because he would say that it's wrong? Yeah. Really? But he's just going to let so people do it. But if he thought it was wrong, why he's just letting everybody do it? Because they want to do it. I mean... Uh, it's up. It's up, it's he, he can't. You know he, he he lets you suffer and die, if unless you you know were born again and you forgive. But if you don't do but it, but if then, he took side, wouldn't he want to take action? Well, I mean, if, if everything becomes a whole mess, then yeah, he's probably just going to say, you know what? Let me erase this. Start over again, like the flood. <laughs> you know, and I'm gonna choose. You so know, you think that when God takes sides, He will have to take some form of action too, right? Yeah. When when it comes to really extreme, extreme, uh, you know, in an extreme situation, yeah. Like, you know, I think uh, in the government, like it, when things be, get get too crazy, they they declare martial law and then they send in the military and then. Okay. In certain countries, they they do that when it's a mess, like in El Salvador. You know, they're kidding all the criminals. You know, the Constitution is suspended. That's, you know, right. but it oh, okay. came an extreme situation. So, yeah, I got to take action, you know. So you think God operates the way the world does? Well, I mean, he created it. So you think he operates the way the world does? Uh, he just lets things happen. And then when it gets out of hand, then that's when he takes action. And so do you think he operates the way the world does? Uh, yeah. You do? 
Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Um, what do you think about this conversation right now? <laughs> I think that the the enemy has taken the world and created such division and destruction and because we live and breathe by the way of our minds and think and talk and discuss and vote and govern all this stuff that we've created it's designed to ultimately destroy humanity and the sides to take a side is just to get involved in the enemy's business now i i find that i take sides when it makes me feel good (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. You know, like it's all, ego. all of this conversation, I don't want to get into like the details of it because ultimately I think whether it's abortion or what coffee you like or whatever, you know, it's to have an opinion and be judgmental and really be holding on to your side it, It's it, because it feels good. I get to be right. You get to be wrong. I get to win. You get to lose. Amazing. You know, whatever. You know, so um, I'm going to get to this taking size in a minute here. I want to go back to the other question. Um, are you a whole or divided person? Did you think about this this week? I thought about it a lot to the point where I was like, stop thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I listened to a lot of your show this <clears throat> week and got to hear a lot of input. Um, and I think my first thought was, like, <clears throat> I was created whole, and my mind's made me d- divided. And then somebody said, you know, I'm divided, like, flesh and spirit, um, which that really resonated with me a lot. Um, I don't really know how to answer this, because I think my mind wants to argue that I'm whole, <laughs> And then I'm like, well, if, if I'm so, like, if my mind is getting that loud about being whole, then I have to consider that I'm divided. And okay. what, what's the problem if I'm divided? I mean, it just is. I, and I, I, I do think there is a division between spirit and flesh. And so I think that for this whole week and all the hours I spent thinking about it, that's where I would land. But I, I also don't really know. Oh, okay. And I'm fine with not knowing. I'm I'm curious as to why that is the question. That like that's interesting to me. Right. That that is the question. The young lady, but how you want to respond? Are you a divided or whole person? I'm divided. And, and why do you say you're divided? Because I don't believe um, that I'm done. That I'm I've gone completely through this process. Um, so I'm like teeter-totter kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I'm divided because I came into it sick in my mind, in my body. I'm trying to get well, and I'm not completely 100% well. I'm still going through the process. Nice. So. Do you take sides? Um, Let's most, say with most, the, uh, most definitely, I do. You do? Between yeah, and it has affected me personally. What? The Take whole situation. Yeah, the whole situation, the sickness that is out there in the world that everybody says, oh, I believe in that this, this isn't right or that's wrong. Um, 
and it, I don't have to worry about it, it doesn't affect me. Well, you say that today, but tomorrow it can affect you, and that's what happened in my life. My niece, well, she's not my niece, I guess. I don't know. I'm just like thrown niece, up against a wall. Which is not your niece, you don't know? Yeah, I mean, you I was thrown up against your niece a wall. Or not? Well, she says that she's not. <laughs> she's whatever. And it, the whole thing is just so sick that I just have to, it affected me. I love my family. Um, and I, it was confusing. The whole situation came to me and slapped me in the face with it. And that she might not be your niece? Well, that's what she says. She might be, she might not be. I don't care if she's, if she's a doorknob. <coughs> I still love her. And that's what I told her. I love you no matter what, what you become, what you are, what you want to be. But it's confusing. And Why were you affected by that personally? Why was I affected? Because she changed her name. She says she's not a her, a the, a the, you know, whatever. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, so it affected me. And even from writing a present, whose name do I put? I mean, how do you spell this name? It just was weird, the whole thing. And so why were you, you, if you loved her, why were you affected by it? I was affected by it because it's, it, it in some respect, I wanted to just, shake my brother's head off <laughs> because like how in the world would you not that he allowed but in some respect if my whether they're adults or not if my kids were doing something crazy I would know and I would have an opinion because that's why we have a voice how old is she uh at that time I believe she was barely Right on the cusp of seventeen, eighteen. Okay, and so why were you? Why did you want to shake your brother? Because be a man, be a man, stand up, make a voice, have a voice. And what gives you the right to have that opinion about him? Because you can't. What gives me the right? I don't have a right, but I look at it like if you're hiding, or if you're if something's happening in your family. Some say you have a pyro, a kid that's playing with matches all the time. Lights the house on fire. You're not supposed to say anything. You're just supposed to let that happen because that child is exploring life. No, you teach them right from wrong. But this is not your child. I know that. It's not in your house. I know that. And so why are you bothered by a period? Why couldn't she just say, you know what, I'm a she, it. She did. And, and you're like, oh, okay, that's nice. And walk away. Not have an opinion about it at all. Why can't you do it that way? Because it's not right. How do you know what's right for her? I don't know what's right for her, but I know what's right and what teaches us in the Bible what's right and wrong. But how do you know what's right for her? Well, she gets to make her own rules in life, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's right for her. But there's been many a times where I... Do you think she told God, you know what, God God went over there to visit. He he brought his son with him, Jesus. He would have slapped her, I would think. (laughs) (laughs) And God was like, hey, niece. You're like, "Uh, I'm not a niece. Hey, girl. No, I'm not a girl. Right. <laughs> hey, whatever. whatever like, I'm a, yeah. Yeah. What do you think God would have, how would God, would God want to snatch the brother? Would God be all hurt on the inside? Yeah. Would, it, would his day have been messed up? Yes. You I think, think so? I believe so. I believe then so. If that's true, he made us all, right? Right. He brought us into the world. He can take us out, right? But he brought us into this world one, whatever he Whatever choice he decided, you go on this path, you go on this path. You, you. He didn't say you zigzag through life and 
sometime you'll figure it out. No, he told us to take the right path. Right, exactly. He, he encouraged us to do that. But if we don't, and he's in charge, he doesn't seem to be caring about it at all. I, I don't believe that's abortions, true. I don't believe that's true. Why not? Because I believe he does care, and I believe that if we don't start opening our eyes and having a voice, that not only is the is things going to affect our families, our society, it's... It's just going to be, there's something big. Your family, your sister. This has affected my family. So let me ask, when God, when Christ was walking the earth and he was healing people, Mm -hmm. did he heal those who wanted to be healed or those who didn't want to be healed? And did he get mad at those who didn't want to be healed? He's, he was healing people that want to be healed. And did he get angry or had an opinion or cared or affected by those who didn't want to be healed? Healed. No, I don't think he was affected, but I so think... So why he, are you being affected? I'm affected because I have Let's love in my heart Christ for somebody. Heard. You don't think Christ was affected, right? If you didn't want it, he was okay with it. I don't know. That I don't know. Now you're getting into really specifics, but, you know, the thing about it is people say that it doesn't affect my family. Why should I care? It does. It, it, we are all children of God. We are all family. We're we are not all, all children of God. Well, not children, but we're all, we're supposed to be a big, huge, you know, love is supposed to take over, and it's not. Right. I see a lot of hate, and I see a lot of uh, changing. But it will take over your life if you wanted it. Yes, it will. And why are you concerned about if it doesn't take over someone else's life? I'm not concerned. All, but why I mean, are you I am concerned because it, it does. Because my, my, my nephew comes up to me, he goes, I don't know if I have a brother or a sister. What? What do you mean? <laughs> it's just I understand so why you're saying and why you feel. I'm not like not understanding it. I do understand. I just want you to understand it. It does affect me. It does. Yeah, I don't know whether to wrap the present blue or pink. I mean, but why you buy a present? Huh? Why even buy one then? Exactly, but because I've always been that person. Are you going to stay that person? Giving to somebody that may not have it, want them to. This is, you know, I, I have been a good person to them. I feel like I have. You've never been a good person to them. <gasps> yes, I have. <laughs> they say, I love you, Aunt Terry, where they wouldn't have said it before. So <laughs> They said it because you gave them a gift, Aunt Terry. No, because I, because I continually tell them. It's they like, had to say, I love you, Aunt Terry, for the gift because they wanted another gift. Not because they love Aunt Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I just know that as a parent, you should stand up and And if you were a good person... And you, and you gave a gift, and then next thing you went back, and the boy is a girl, or the girl is a boy, you wouldn't be affected at all because you're a good person. You're doing it without any expectation, any feeling, any gratitude, anything. I do do that without any strings attached. No, I, you don't. You're all upset right now. No, I'm upset you about the situation put a blue that she piece tried of to. Ribbon up, a pink one. I'm upset about somebody deciding tomorrow they want to be. This when But you don't have a right to be upset by what someone else decides. You have no control over someone else's life. I understand life. that. You don't even have control of your own life. I understand that. And so what makes you think it's okay for you to be upset then? I'm not upset at them. I don't show them I'm no, upset. No, I said upset then. You say I am upset 
When I, so, someone I definitely, it affects my, it doesn't affect my life, it affects me. Uh, I allow it to affect me. How about that? Should it affect you? Mm, probably not, but. Should it affect you? No. And so now that you've been affected by it, why not overcome it? The effect. Put my blinders on like everybody else does? No, why don't you overcome it? Uh, when it affected you, it's good that you saw that it affected you and you realize it should not have affected you. Why not overcome that? How are you going to live in the world? I, do, if you're, I, I overcome how are you it with love. In the world if you're going to be affected by the world? I'm not affected by the situation you because are. I, I, I am affected, but I just love that person. You as, don't love that person. I have to. But you don't. I do. Why do you have to love her? Because I loved her yesterday. I can't turn that love off and say tomorrow because you decided to wear pink or blue. I, I don't like you. No, I but don't the love, love is turned off right now because you're affected. My love is never turned off for then her. Then you would be affected. For, for... What? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be affected if it was turned off. Right. Yeah, I would. No, no, you wouldn't. You'd be affected with emotional love, fake love, but not real love. Because real love lets you do what you want to do. Okay, yeah, you're right, but... Real love only helps those who want to help. Real love are not affected by those who do not. You're going to tell me that you, you believe that a child changing their body parts, cutting off body parts and all this stuff that's going on in the society, the sick-minded ways, is okay? I'm not, I'm not even deciding that it's okay or not for them. It's not okay for me, but I have no judgment of those who are doing it. I would have before, so I know what you're saying, right? But in order to live in this world and not of it, not being affected by the world, you got to overcome it. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. And if somebody else decides they want to cut their head off, okay. Happy head. <laughs> Head's rolling all over the <laughs> <Yeah>. town. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Crazy times, I'll tell you. It, but these times are no different than when Jesus walked the earth. There's nothing new. Wow. Um, I've just Maybe it's just you hear about it because... Whatever, everybody wants to tell everybody's their personal business. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. Jesus never but told his corrected. personal business. His disciples never told their personal business. But that's the world. And you got, if you want to be in this world and be a perfect peace, you got to overcome the world. If you're affected by the world, you would never overcome it. Gotcha. Unless you see, okay, this situation affected me. Why? So that you could overcome it. And eventually you'll overcome the world and you won't be affected by anything. Your mama can walk up and say she's a man now and you wouldn't be affected at all. You will understand. Mm. Do, and we have to understand? Can't we have a... a Understanding will cause you to love them and not judge them and not be affected by it. Unconditional love. No. No? No, sister. Well, yeah. There is conditional love for Christ. You have to be born again, right? Mm -hmm. You won't accept it as a norm, but you will not be affected by it. You will understand why they're doing what they're doing. You will mm -hmm. see that they're possessed and they can't help it. You mm -hmm. will see that so clearly. It makes you want to slap your mama. <laughs> you ever want to slap your mama? I want to slap my brother. <laughs> <laughs> 
you will see and you will understand and you'll be protected from it. Because you will know why they're doing what they're doing. Mm. And the same spirit that's driving you to be affected, it's the same spirit that's driving them to do those things. It's no different. Well, it does get me a little bit, uh, you know, as much as it, I don't get angry anymore, it stops me from heal, from overcome, you know, when I sit in silence and stuff, it stops me yeah. from, from my process. Yes. And that, Absolutely. Um, so it, in some essence, it does. It does affect me. I allow it to stop me. Like, sometimes minds don't turn off. And so now that you know you are affected by your niece and your brother, I guess, your brother, don't hold on to that. Realize, wow, why was I so bothered by it? That's a, they decided for whatever reason to do that. She want to do that. It's on her. I wish her well. But why am I affected by it? Hmm. They told me about it. Oh, okay. But why am I affected by it? So you can overcome it. So you go to hold on. When did you find this out? I just recently found out. They, they just kind of like, like one in day passing, ago, in one passing day ago, nobody told me. And I was like, what? I know, but like one day ago, two days ago. Oh, about a month ago. A month ago, and you're still affected by it. Yeah. You should not be affected by the world. How are you going to live in this world and be affected? I don't care if your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your children. You should not be affected by it. Unless, it, unless I made that choice for me. Then you, you're, if you did it for you, then that's all you. You're right. But what someone else does is none of your business. Hmm. You should not be affected by it. An affected person is a lost person. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> You've now told me that I'm a bad person and a, and a lost person. But, but you could be found. You're on your way. Okay. But you, you think you're a good person, so you sure ain't good. Well, well I, I, you know, and, I and will be. And now you're affected, so you show... <laughs> can't see you saw that you were affected but you didn't realize i need to calm down no, and overcome I, I this i realized it because it, i know it stops my process because next time you see her sad. you're not going to treat her with, with love yes, with the god love that come through her i mean come through you and that may affect her like wow my aunt didn't really she didn't judge me she has no opinion about it she's not the four against it she's just herself around me what is that I tr that's phony that's fake. <laughs> it's fake? No, well, you know, I am, but I'm, I'm just, I kind of chalk myself through it when I do, when I run into her, when I see her, when I visit her. I just talk myself through it. Right, but you want to overcome it, so you don't have to talk yourself through it either. Yeah. Because when you talk to yourself, you're talking to the devil. Yeah. You're worshiping the devil. Okay, we're done with this. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, let, I saw his hand first, and then, and then we are going to get right back to the biblical question. Yeah, um, earlier, what she was talking about, I think what she's trying to say is um, those people who are on the wrong path are like a cancer in society. And if you don't treat the cancer on time, it'll just, it's, it's going to kill the person. So, Well, why do you think people, Christ you didn't treat, treat the cancer? It's been around ever since human beings been around. It's nothing new under there. Son, right? Yeah. So why didn't Christ stop and treat the cancer of those who didn't want the treatment? Well, I mean, he only treated those who wanted to be treated. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to affect everybody. If if these if 
no one speaks up or says that that's wrong. I mean, you, if you love somebody, you're going to tell them what's right. You know, don't do this, you know, because this is going to happen. You have never changed one life by disagreeing with people like that. Mm-hmm. Well, like, uh, like if you're you raising just, your as children. As this young lady said, you felt good about speaking up because I'm on the right side and I'm a conservative and I know the right thing. I'm speaking up, so I feel good about it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nobody changed. Yeah, but I mean, it's, but so a parent never changes a child's life then? Yeah, from Even life they, to, to death. They, they can give them advice their whole life and then they can still grow up and do whatever they, I mean, and go, go on change. the wrong path. But. Once they have changed their life from life to death, they can't change it back. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't them that did that. It was the spirit of evil that caused that to happen. It wasn't the parents, the parents' stuff. Mm-hmm. Doctor? What? The doctor. Who's, oh, the doctors? What about the doctor? <laughs> Is God the doctor? No, but we shouldn't uh, allow the doctors to do this. But if they, if they want to take their kids to the doctor, let the doctor cut off their heads, that's fine. That's, okay. The doctors should uh, take an oath to help and not hurt people. Right. Hello? But you took an oath that you're going to love everyone, right? Right. But you don't love everyone. But I'm not, I'm not talking about me right now. I'm talking about a uh, doctor. That, that but, starts but, with the doctor. I know, but my point is it's the same spirit. Okay. Just because he has a degree, he, is, he or she is serving the same spirit you are until they overcome it and if they overcome it. Amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. You just make sure you don't go to that doctor and they cut your body part off. <laughs> I got to do this. I'm going to say here and then here because he's been waiting. Yes. Yeah, just kind of in response, um, hearing all this is really interesting. And it's almost kind of like a savior's complex that we take on. Um, It's all ego. Yeah, but really it's not a savior's complex. It's a Satan complex because Satan wants everybody. God just wants the one. He don't care about the 99. He wants the one that truly is seeking and uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. And God said, bring every thought into captivity. All thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. And so all the stuff we've discussed is all thoughts. So you're still worshiping the devil, thinking that you're worshiping God, but you're listening to thoughts, and the thoughts feel good, and you think that's God, you think you're right, and... And I'm just important, blah, blah, blah. It's all thoughts. Everything you just said is about thoughts. And all thoughts, Satan pretend to be God. Look at your niece. You don't know how, what color the ribbon ought to be next time. <laughs> yeah. And, and then Satan said, look at your brother. Can you believe your brother let you shake him? And now you feel like shaking him. <laughs> I'm a good person. I buy gifts. I'm an aunt. And how can they do this? And they don't even tell me. I found out by some, from somewhere else. Oh. Right here. Yeah, let me take you right here. Now. We, y'all understand this? All thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. All thoughts are all lies. It ain't just about I hate my mom, I hate my daddy. The ego runs deep. And Satan is involved in everything. 
and saying to have the conservative walk around like they all that and then uh, condemning the Democrats or the liberals or whatever, right? And then the liberals walk around like they all that condemning it, and they're just two devils fighting, and both devils are wrong. But both devils feel right. Yes. So do you think it's possible to take a side without being in judgment or emotional about it? And I'm going to give you a for instance. I have several friends and even people in my family who have chosen an alternative lifestyle. At various times, you know, one or more of them have approached me and asked me very specific questions that I answer directly and honestly without any emotion, no judgment, in love, and I just laid it out. So if I'm taking a side in those instances, but not from a place of judgment or emotion. Good question. Your conversation is going to change as you become more enlightening, as you get a clear mind. And so, and I'm just using for instance. Let's say that this person, these people came to you. You're going to have a different kind of a conversation with them. Rather than take a side, you're going to see that they're possessed. They never decide to be that way on their own. And you're going to point to them and I'll just use this. I mean, God have. That's not you. That's the devil that made a home in you. God will give you a way to communicate with them in a way that might help that one that might be lost and want to overcome it, but no one ever knew what to say to them. You may say, you know what, niece, that's not you. You need to give up. I'm just throwing out stuff. The conversation will happen on its own. That's not you. You're angry. You hate. And you feel like that's you. It's not you. You're in your head, whatever, right? You will, your conversation will change about truth that will help rather than taking a side. And then just dealing with it in truth, you're not taking a side, period, because you're going to see it's not you but the Father working through you. And you're not going to take a side either way because who am I to take a side, right? Take a side is ego thoughts, our ego thoughts. And it make you take a side. But God wants to use you to help that one person that might not have understood how they became that way of what happened. A lot of people tell me about anger. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to forgive my mama. I never heard that before. Forgive your mother. I never heard the way to forgive is to apologize for being wrong, for judging you. Because a lot of people go and say, oh, I'm sorry, but that nothing changed, right? But when they see that they are wrong for judging, that's when the change comes. And so your whole conversation is going to change when you, just, when you start, when that kind of stuff happens. And you won't take a side, you'll be the light of the world. And the light of the world is not taking a side. They're just pointing one back to what is right. What do you think about that? I'm struggling with this one, to okay. be honest with you, and because wh- I still feel it's like if... Like, for, for example, when the whole Prop 8 thing, we discussed this last week a little bit, um, I had a gay friend approach me and say, you know, do you agree with gay? In fact, I had a whole circle of gay guys approach me at the same time, like eight of them, uh, friends, and they asked my perspective, and I was very honest. I just said, I believe that marriage should be between one man and one woman. Right. And these guys, many... They're still my friends to this day. A few of them I still keep in contact with. There was no offense. There was no upset. No one was angry or emotional. They heard what I said. I said it in love. And 
That was the end of it. Because in your heart, you're not taking side. You communicate with them and on their level, like, no, I don't agree with that. But I'm a blah, right? But hopefully you weren't taking a side. You wasn't judging them for being wrong or right or judging yourself as being wrong or right. You can see the right in it, but eventually you will be able to help somebody overcome it. It's going to happen naturally because it's not enough. And yet, conversation is limited on that level, right? So it's not enough to just say yes, uh, uh, no, I don't agree with that. Because let's say you're talking to 10 of your friends. One in there may want want in their own mind or in their heart want to overcome it, but don't know how. You would be the light that would be in that conversation, and one word can change them. It can make them think. But but you're right. On that level, you will. I don't know. I talk about it on the radio. No, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with Black Lives Matter and all that crap. But... If they came and asked questions and asked, well, why don't you agree, or blah, 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 right? And then hopefully I can point them back to the truth that's there so they can overcome it. And I guarantee you, out of the whole bunch of Black Lives Matter folks, one in that crowd want to overcome. They just don't know how, so they're going along with the crowd to try to hide or feel better and not, or not have conflict, you know, going along to get along. But one want to overcome, and that's the one that God is seeking. Not the whole crowd, just that one that want to come. And when Christ was walking the earth, he helped the one that wanted to help. He didn't condemn the rest. He didn't, you know, he didn't like, oh, your mama, or whatever, right? I'm so mad because you don't want to hear it. He let them go their way, like he does right now. And as children of God, truly children, we should be the same way. Not have an opinion, but not force anything or not even judge them in our minds because the mind is of the devil. But that level of conversation is fine because they're on that same level. They can't understand the higher level of conversation unless they are ready to overcome. So that makes sense. But isn't that taking a side though? No. I mean, in, in your heart now, if you're still judging it, yes, you're taking a side. But without the judgment, though. I'm just it, saying. Without the judgment, you're not taking a side. And even with abortion, though. Like if someone were to approach me with the same question about abortion and I say, you know, I really don't think that that. Right. Blah, blah, if blah, someone blah, just blah. asked me, Jesse, do you support abortion? I'm like, no, I, I, would, I would never encourage anyone to do it. I'm not for it. But I don't have any other opinion about them being for it. Okay, you want to have both and kill your babies? I don't care. So a no is not disagreeing. A no is not taking a side in your opinion. A no is just a no. Right, as long as you're not condemning that person in your imagination. Okay. You know, like in your mind, you can say, no, I don't agree with abortion, right? I mean, in your words, you can say that, but in your mind, you think, oh, I'm better than you. I would never have an abortion. I don't never had dinner with that person. They had abortion. What the? <laughs> I ain't gonna, I don't even know what boulder put on the flower now. Cause I don't know if it's a he, she, or it. And, and I'm a good aunt. I, I buy presents. I've been there. Oh. <laughs> How can you hurt a good aunt? I, I'm hurt. I can't believe it. And I've done all these good things. I'm a good aunt. As long as you don't have all those secondary opinions. I understand. That makes sense? Yeah, I understand. Do you disagree with any part of that? I don't. Clearly. I, don't. I understand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Interesting. Who's having a hard time with this? 
Oh, okay. Let's go to the other biblical question. Did I see your hand, Rochelle? Yeah, but... Oh, sorry about that. So what now? You basically said everything that I was thinking. Oh, I was okay. just going to comment about it being all of the same. It's all the same spirit. It's all the spirit of evil. So although like cutting off the body parts and abortion may be at the forefront of society right now, is no different from murder. It's no different from rape. Right. It's no different. And you then, can live a life without an opinion. You really can. It's only in the fallen state you think you can't live a life without an opinion. If you want to be free, you better get to the point where you don't have an opinion. You don't take sides. And if you stay on this pathway, because I didn't know this until it happened, right? You stay on that pathway, it will come. The ego is dying. And all this stuff has been washed away, and you will have a clear mind. And a clear mind is amazing. It really is. How was Christ able to have lunch with the worst? I mean, Christ hung out with the worst. Think about that. I don't even think they were able to find but one or two before that. But he hung out with the worst. Everybody was the worst because in that time, it was before he died. So there was nobody, you know, everybody he hung out with, with was the worst. And who are we that we so high and mighty? How are you going to help the worst if you can't hang out with the worst? Now, you shouldn't go out there looking for the worst to hang out with. You shouldn't be just walking down the road, living your life. And when approached by the worst, if you automatically come up with an opinion about them, how are you going to help them? Remember, you were lost at one time, and somebody came along and said something to you that woke you up. It made you want to, right here, it made you want to smoke on it. One word was said, and you went, oh, okay, what do you mean by that? And that word led to another word, and one thing led to another. Yes. Um, <clears throat> that prompted something I started thinking about this week, about um, the idea of being called to do something from God. I should also just say, like, currently, my entire construct of however I've been raised or taught or learned through the however many decades of my life through church, I'm, it's just like a lot of things are being shattered, a lot of ideas. Nice. And this idea came up, I don't know, I was listening to one of your shows and some, you know, somebody brought up being called and you said, he said, like, did God call you, or how did how did He call you, or did He pick up the phone, or something like that? And so, I guess just to what you're saying about this is a very new realization. So, if I don't put this together well, I'm just is this just like an an intuition of just knowing the right action to take. I guess what I'm just looking at is my past and feeling that I've been called to do certain things. And my instinct or my teachings would lead me in this conversation, like being called to be around certain people so that X, Y, Z, I can, you know, can you talk about that a little bit? Just the, the this well, idea of being called by God to be anywhere to do anything. I want to encourage you right away. Drop the idea of being called by God. 
because these people were saying they've been called by God. They'll give you the impression that, oh, God told me to go do that. I heard the voice of God. And God told me to do this, and God told me to do that. You go, when God wants you to do something, you're not going to hear a calling. You're not going to even think of it as a calling. You're just going to find yourself doing it, really. And it's going to be, you won't see anything else to do but that. There will be no other choices. You'll just find yourself doing it. I never imagined doing what I'm doing. Never, ever, ever, ever. Never thought myself as worthy of it. If anything, I used to think of myself as unworthy of it. But I don't think of myself either way now. But God doesn't, like, call you. They read that in the Bible that God called this person. And the devil told them, oh, God's going to call you. And so they hear a voice, and they think the voice is of God is of the devil. Yeah, I can. I've, and that's why they have to go to Bible school to learn or yeah. preacher school because they've been called by the intellect, which is of the devil, and they are not just living their lives and doing what's in front of them and okay with it. Yeah. They're still angry and all kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like I can see that now. Like, I just, that really hit me this week listening to certain people have a conversation with you about that where it kind of just made me look back and reflect on my entire life of moments where I have said on the record <laughs> I was called <laughs> to move to Los Angeles I, was, I mean I, no one wants to hear this list but um, and then it just made me start to think like <laughs> I, I know I've been listening to the devil my whole life but how, how in the world does that make sense when there's been like I don't regret my decision moving here either. Don't you know regret what I'm saying? it. Yeah. You're here now. Right. Let's say you thought God called you to move to L.A. Right. But you get here, you realize, oh, Lord, ain't hey, God calling me. Right. That's uh, where I'm at. And, and now, <laughs> 22 years later, I'm right. like, wow. And now that you're was here. And now, of, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm here now. I'm starting out anew right now. Right. I'm right. just going to do what's in front of me. And don't freak out and move back to wherever you came from. Um, no. Because you go back there, you realize, why did I come back here? Yeah. L.A. was fine for me. Right. And so just live it and let a clear mind guide you. Right. Okay. And don't judge yourself. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm kind of just like, wow. People <laughs> Every <are> like, day. <laughs> really? I like, am. God called me. And they go to school and now they just quote the Bible. Right. Preaching the Bible and they think that's from God. What a setup, huh? Right. And they still have anger, they have fear, they have doubt, they worry. They're just totally of the world. Nothing changing. But God called them. I hear that a lot from women. Oh, God called me. And all they're doing is what the man did that was called. Going to school, reading the Bible, and just going to the Bible. But God called them. God does not operate that way. Right. He's quite clear, and you can't help yourself. And when I say you can't help yourself, it's like there's nothing else to do. You know, like, I don't have to think about going to the cotton field today, right? Because there's nothing to do. It'll be clear. You have a clear mind. But all thoughts are all lies all the time. Because you can hear somebody say, oh, God, call me. And now, oh, I want to be called. And see, one day he said, oh, I'm calling you. Oh, I heard it that's from God. And then you got to make a fool out of yourself. Yeah. Wishing for the devil. <laughs> what a mess, huh? It is a mess. 
is a mess. Because the devil made a promise to imitate God in every area. And that's what he's doing. And that's why God said, my children will know me by my voice. Right now, you just know him by, you know, Satan by his voice, calling it God's voice. What a mess. You got to get a hold of all thoughts. And I'm not just talking about these little small thoughts. You know, like, I hate my dog. Oh, I love my dog. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> it's the, every thought. You got to pay attention. The light will shine on every thought. And you will see that every thought is a lie. Without even trying to see it, it will be made clear, and you will get to obey when, when the thoughts come, when the Satan tempts you with thought. Get behind me, devil. That's what it means to get behind me. I'm not giving into the thoughts anymore. The devil tempts you, you resist the thought, you resist the devil. Resist the thought, you resist the devil. What were y'all thinking there? Yes. Amazing stuff, huh? Did that help? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, thank you for answering that. So you're in California now. You're in Los Angeles. Yeah. Whether the devil brought you here or not, just do it. Get up every day. Do the silent prayer. Watch the thought. Do, don't have any regrets. Because even the idea of a regret is a thought. Yeah. And, and with all thoughts come feelings. And then you have the, and all these feelings are lies too. The feelings are set up. Even the thought of, I regret it, it came, um, it, it brings on a regretful feeling. And that has nothing to do with God. All thoughts are all lies. There is never, ever, 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 but never, ever, 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 never a reason to be lonely to be sad, to be depressed, to have suicidal thoughts, to give in to them, to feel like you just got to, you're rich or poor, or you're less than or more than, or you're black, or you're white, or you're male, or you're female. All those thoughts are setting you up. You shouldn't be thinking of those things at all. Because you become a victim, life will seem hard for you, it will seem rough. And that's what the thoughts, the purpose of the thought is to set you up to destroy you. Because the devil doesn't have light. He doesn't have love. He doesn't mean you well at all. How many of you are, you either on the offense or defense at times? <laughs> and be absolutely honest. It's not personal. It's just Oh, yeah, right here. You're on the offense or defense at time? Uh, on defense, mostly, yeah. <laughs> and why are you on defense? Because if someone's trying to force me to change my mind or force me <clears throat> to go along with the crowd or, or if someone judges me because I don't believe the way that right. they believe. I have friends that um, I, politically we disagree, but we're still friends. But I've met people... Once I tell them that, you know, when, when we get to the topic of politics and what's going on, and when they find out I'm a Republican, they say, how can you 
be a Republican, you know, don't you know those that are against your people? And then, and I immediately th think of you, you know, who are my people? You know, what, you know, well, look what's happening in the border. Look, your people are, are, you know, this lady was trying to argue with me, but I just let it happen. And, you know, I just, but yeah, you know. So you're but, on the defense. Deep, yeah, I defend what I believe, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anybody else at times you find yourself either on the off defense or off offense? offense? Y'all don't want to admit it now or what? <laughs> Are you ever on defense or offense or both? Um, I'm on both. You on both? Sometimes yeah. on defense and sometimes on offense. Yeah. And why? And I guess I don't want to be. I don't know why, really. Something just takes over me in the moment, and it's like a reaction to not want to be put down or pointed in another direction that I don't believe in. So you're on either one side or the other, so you do switch sides sometimes. Hot and cold, yeah. Because you don't want to be put down? I, I, don't, I don't really know how to explain it. Like, I get his point about an external... Somebody come in and trying to point you in another direction. Right. If it was me, I really wouldn't care what the other person says because it really wouldn't affect me. Right. I feel my offense and defense happen inside my head when, you know, I think Nick said it a few weeks ago, when you have a thought, immediately there's an opposing thought trying to convince you the other way. So then there's like pulling strings. So then I feel like I'm just caught in the middle, pulling, pulled in both directions. Oh, okay. And you like living that way? Of course not. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Which side are you on? Both or one or the other? I don't know. I'm probably both as well. So you find yourself on the defense and offense? Um, I think mostly defense. Like, I don't want to, like, argue or debate anybody or something. But sometimes I do want to debate. I find myself wanting to debate, I guess. Yeah. But I mostly, I feel like I'm on the defense. Most of you feel like you're on the defense? Yeah, like, I like why? try to defend everything. Why are you on the defense? Uh, try to defend because I want to be right. Okay. Like, I want to have my, like, I'm right and you're, you can't be. <laughs> <laughs> and what good does it do you to want to be right? I don't know. It just feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, just, just Do feel you good. believe that you can live without either one? Um, can you repeat that again? I'm, Do you believe that you can live without being on the offense or the defense? I can. I can. Why don't you do it then? Why don't I do it? Because I just want to be right. You want to be right? Yeah. But you're never want, right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just find myself wanting to be right, like wanting to be in control, yeah. I guess. Okay. I don't know. Maybe because that was imposed on me. I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, just it's like a. Amazing. Yeah. Um, this young lady want to respond. Do you find yourself on the offense or defense or both? Um, I start off. It depends, I guess, who I'm speaking to or what the situation is. But um, so it you, starts off with both, and oh, okay. then I realize it's going nowhere. So I'm like, 
forget it. And I just put my hands up and let things happen. Whatever happens, happens. And so when you say forget it. I step back and do I realize. You still feel, do you, are you on the offense then or defense? When you, let's say you're trying to convince someone or something, whatever. Right. And then it's not going anywhere, as you said. And you say, forget it. Which side are you on then? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just step back and realize that there's two crazies going at it. So <laughs> I try not to be that crazy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hate want to respond and then Hassan. And okay. Uh, you find yourself on the offense or defense or both? Uh, defense, mainly. Defense. Yeah. And, and why defense? Because <laughs> um, I'm a I'm a defensive person. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at yourself? Because it's it's silly. Because it, I laugh because it's true. Um, I don't know. I just look at the world, and most of the time, of the time, the world disagrees with me, and so um, I I don't know. For some reason, I think of myself as as defending more often. Are you a whole? Or divided person? Um, I think I'm a divided person in my mind. And why do you think that? Because I'm oftentimes, you know, thinking about or pondering, paying attention to stuff that happened in the past or that I think might happen. And um, just I have doubts and things like that. That make it, and my interests are divided. Like I'm not like one purpose. I go from it, from chasing one thing to chasing another thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's pretty divided. <laughs> are you divided or whole? Uh, I don't know. I've been struggling with this since I was like 14. Um, Whether you're divided or yeah, whole or not? Yeah, divided or whole. What do you mean you're struggling with it? Uh, well, not struggling, but I've always like questioned that because as a kid growing up in like this Bible thumper church, either you're all into God or you're not. So I was always like, well, I want to do Christmas, and I couldn't do Christmas. Or I wanted to you know, have a yeah. birthday party or celebrate something, and I couldn't do it. So it was yeah. always... Uh, it was just always like, well, what's right and what's wrong here? So that never really worked. And I remember talking to my dad as a kid, and he said, well, just, he's like, really, it depends on you as a, it depended on me as a person, you know, not to half-ass anything. So I've kind of grown up with that. But then hearing this now, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what am I? <laughs> am I whole? Am I divided? So I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's good to know that you don't know rather than make up something. Yeah. Or just act like you're smart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's best to be honest with yourself, with yourself. Yeah. And that way the truth can guide you in that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, it's kind of interesting listening because it's funny how all three of the questions are all very similar. And there's this through line of when we're whole, it's just like the whole truth. So there is no side. There's no fracture of 
being divided. The divided is the picking sides, um, offense, defense, or whatever, or having an opinion on everything and judging. So it's kind of interesting how they're all forcing us to look at ourselves in the same kind of way. So, yeah. Are you a whole or divided? Whole. You a whole person? Yeah. You a whole person? You a whole? <laughs> Why you look like you don't believe it? I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm messing with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I'm coming on this side of the room. Right here. Whole or divided? Today I'm whole. Today uh, you're whole? Yes. And what made you whole today? Um, becoming born again made me whole because my whole life... Um, I was uh, divided because I was uh, worshiping two gods and the other idol besides God was, was women. And I was under the impression that a man and a woman get married and become one, one, one person, one soul, one body. So that's what I searched for my whole life. Yeah. And then when... Uh, I was awakened and went through all my dark darkness. I I uh, found the truth, and it's uh, you don't need a, you don't need a, your significant other to be whole. You just need God. What's the significant? You like your, boyfriend? What wife or girlfriend? You know? Oh yeah, say that man. <laughs> don't say significant other. All right. Yeah. And so today you're whole because you got rid of the wife. Well. Kinda, but no, I, I I became whole because uh, all I need is God in my life. I don't need anybody else, and okay. that's what makes me a, a whole. You know, I'm glad he mentioned significant because you got to watch the language that you use too, because the language will cover up evil. Significant other sound better than devil in you, or possessed with demon or evil heart. Uh, racism sounds better than it's just hate. It's not love. And the devil wants to be covered up. He doesn't want you to call him out. He doesn't want any light to shine on him. And that's why he's always working overtime in you to give you thoughts so that the light won't shine on it and you won't see that as him. It's, and the world, which is of the devil, dress up the devil. They make him look good by giving nice words. That's why they're constantly changing the words. And the Christians pick up the same language. They don't call it good or evil. They call it whatever the world has attached to it. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, did you have your hand again? Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Was it about the biblical question? Um, well, kind no, of. No, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you raise your hand about, go ahead. I was just going to say, for me personally, I was just going to talk about uh, the silent prayer because it covers everything. And for, it covers everything that we were talking about today because when you sit still and you just let go of everything and you just watch the thoughts, then for me, I started to understand. Like, it's one thing to hear you say, all thoughts are all lies all the time but to understand it is that's when you start to when God starts to shine his light in when you understand it and 
it just are you divided or whole i'm whole and why do you think you're a whole person because now i understand that the kingdom of heaven is within and is all within me through god's light um before when i was divided i thought that i can control stuff or i needed a person another person people places or things to make me to fill a void i knew something was wrong i knew that some, I tried my, on my own, but it wasn't until I fully let go, sat still, be quiet, watched the thoughts, then that helped me understand that these thoughts aren't mine. This isn't, this, when, I, when I let go and let everything just go all in and let God, that's all I need to do. And everything else will start to fall away. Judgment starts to fall away. I can't judge I can't judge because I understand the spirit because the spirit was in me, the spirit of evil. So I can't look at someone else and judge them and say, oh, you know, you're wrong for like cutting off the body parts or abortion or whatever, because that same spirit was in me just maybe in a different way. Maybe I didn't have an abortion or maybe I did something that was wrong or evil or sinful or whatever. So now everything is just falling away. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Alessa. What's on your mind? Oh. <laughs> Are you whole or divided? Divided. And why do you say divided? Um, well, I, in my belief, I believe we're meant to be whole. Um, but for me, it comes from, I think, like insincerity. Um, by that I mean, like, uh, I still, like, flirt with evil. Like, I, I have an awareness of it. And yet, I still uh, am lured in by it. Even in my awareness, I still think that I can mess with evil. And I still think I can like teeter the line. Oh, okay. And and that to me is division all the way. Yeah, so. that's amazing. Um, so I noticed that Nick shaved this morning, mm-hmm. and he all white. <laughs> yeah. He like white, Real white, white. hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I told him he looked like, like he's from uh, what is that place? Cuba. Look like he's from Cuba. He does have the Cuba fit on. And he he does. visited Hawaii. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's visited Florida mm-hmm. with his Cuba clothes on. Yeah. Have you noticed that? The Havana fit. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, Francisco, want to respond to this, and I want to tell y'all this, and then we will be out of here. Are you divided a whole person? I'm still kind of thinking it through. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I come from a place where I was really, really divided of myself, not knowing myself, wanting to be somebody else, wanting to be something else. And, uh, and so now I'm, I'm going to a place where I'm more complete, more... Uh, so right now you whole. don't know if you're divided or whole. I'm still kind of thinking it through. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. You know, um, I remember in the Bible, Christ walking down the road, and there was this, this woman, she was a slut, I think, and, 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 and the holy men who were sluts themselves were, little, were talking a stoner, something like that, right? And Christ said, they were like, pick up these stones because they didn't have guns back in the days, I don't think. I'm glad they, can you ban rocks? Can you ban stones? <laughs> I'm glad, I wonder if we carry stones today with the people try to ban them. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so they had these stones and they were about to stone this woman. And Christ just simply said to them, let you without something like yet let you without sin cast the first stone, right? And everybody put the rocks down and looked silly and walked away. Because they thought that they were, they were a little better than just that. Right? But they were no different. No different at all. Zero different. Because they all were born in sin. They were all were sinning. And so the reader was thinking about this because, and this applies to worship, friendship, and everything, but this is about familyship. I was invited to talk to a family, and the family was judging one of the other family members. And she had a hard time with it because they were judging her about it. And they would have these little family meeting and judge her. And so they, uh, they asked me to come by. So I went by, and they had a little meeting, and, uh, and the family member all proud. And so they were telling me about why they judged this family member. And so I said, oh, okay, I understand. Let's do this. Let's go over out of the room, and I want all of you to tell your personal business. What is it that you got going on, have done, and is doing? And not one can say a word. And it reminded me of the stone story, because I wasn't thinking about the stone story before that. And I noticed that, and this is, we expect this out in the world from friends and co-workers and other people, right? But it's not as expected by family members. It's like what the young lady was saying about her niece. You expect family members to be with you and working out and things are fine, right? But family members cast stones too. They may be your blood family, but they're not your spiritual family. I literally said to them, okay, y'all may be right about her, but let me hear about your stuff. And not one of them had never had mentioned their stuff, and they wouldn't mention it, and the meeting was over. It was just over, because nobody had nothing to say, because they knew they had stuff too. And so they could not say a word. Isn't that like a man? And that's what I'm telling you. That, that lower level talking, I know what you mean. You know, you're with your friends. And like, no, I don't accept that. But I'm like, you're still a friend. But they're a higher level, too, and you will grow to it. Don't worry about it. Your, your mind is being renewed, and you're going to have a clear mind. And without preparing for it or anything, you're going to know how to respond to it with perfect love to be helpful. And it doesn't mean you're accepting it as a right. You're neither accepting it or not accepting it. You just don't have anything that that person it has nothing to do with you, but you understand what's driving that person, what's driving them. And I want you to know they couldn't respond at all. And I was a little surprised because I was expecting a big fight. You know, well, I did it, but mine's not as bad as theirs. And there's nothing. But, but they shut up and the meeting was over. And I want you to know that um, there is the world is mean. Meaning the people of the world, their hearts are evil until their hearts are born again of God. You're really dealing with evil hearts. You're possessed by demons. And if you pay attention, if you pay attention, you're going to notice that people with evil hearts, they do bad things to feel good. They do bad. They are gossip about you. So that they can feel good. They do bad things to feel good. To one another. To other human beings. To one another. 
So the next time somebody comes to you with that kind of stuff, just ask them, okay, you told me about that. How about you? What you got going on there? They'll shut up. Because they feel good, even in families, blood, family, they feel good by hurting others. That's why they do it. Because they are miserable. They have no life. They're unhappy. And so they roam the earth to see who they can hurt to feel good. And as long as you are a divided person, because the real you is a one person. You are a spirit. You are a one spirit, and that spirit is the nature, the natural nature of God. The natural nature. But what got you divided, you live in your imagination. You live in your head, and so you believe it was right, and you believe it was wrong, you believe it was right, and you believe it was wrong, so you're divided. You're divided. Anyone that believes thoughts is divided. You're divided. And that's why in that, even with the uh, uh, offense and defense, you should never, ever, ever put up any offense or defense. Never. Lay your weapon down. Never put up offense or defense because you're defending the ego. You're defending the not you. So if somebody want to accuse you or say something bad about you, okay. Don't argue with them. Let them think what they want. You live your life. You stay on that straight and narrow, and the Spirit of God will fight on your behalf. It'll, it'll be taken care of. But you should never, as a matter of fact, you should welcome the attacks so you can see where you are in the war. And if you're fighting this war without weapons, you're going to win the war. You will win this war. It's a spiritual war. It's not a physical war. It's a spiritual war. And you could be, like when the young lady was talking about the, the girl changed her identity and all that, if she, wasn't, if she didn't have an offense or defense or wasn't divided and the niece told her that, it wouldn't have been a big deal. It wouldn't have moved her at all. But because you're emotional into thoughts and I'm, a, you know, I'm this and I'm that, you have an opinion of yourself, you put up a defense or an offense. But if you welcome these things to come so you can see where you are and if you're affected by it and, don't, and, and just let it happen, as the young lady here was saying, just let it happen, okay, whatever. And if you're affected by it, be glad to see that you're affected by it because that person or that situation brought up something that you didn't see, more than a little hell that left over, right? that you didn't see, and just quietly welcome it. Don't overreact to it. Now, the devil going to get busy and say, oh, my God, they just said this to you. Now, what the other's going to think? But let those thoughts pass. Stop putting up an offense. Don't argue with the devil. Because human heart has not been changed. Most hearts, right? And their hearts are wicked, and they're trying to hurt you, even in your own family member, your blood. Flesh and blood, member, family, they're wicked, and they want to hurt you so they can feel good. They're not trying to hurt you because they love you. They're not trying to gossip about you or do whatever they do because they love you. They're doing it because they want to hurt you to get a reaction so they can feel good. It's not love. Think about it. So as you're waking up, you've got to understand what I'm talking about, and you will become one. 
we're one. We're not divided. A divided person is a very unhappy person. They have no peace. Christ came that we might have peace, not happiness. And a divided person is happy one minute, upset the next minute, unhappy. Worry one minute, not worry. Worry, worry. That's a divided person. We should have peace at all times. We don't have to be a part of the war. Isn't that amazing? But you've got to overcome the imagination. And then all these thoughts that you get are all evil thoughts. There's no peace in thoughts. The thoughts and the feelings are your enemy, not your friend. So I don't care how good and goosey and warm it feels, it's your enemy and not your friend. You should not be divided. You must be whole. Christ came, sent by his father, that we should be whole and has been laid out. All we have to do is get on that path and just let it happen. We don't have to do anything but give up. As he was saying, give up. Give up believing thought. Give up fighting. Give up arguing. Give up worrying. Give up loneliness. Give up everything. Just give up. Be all in. And, you're gonna, and you don't know, oh, you should even give up trying to find God. You can't find him. <laughs> now, I used to think that you could find God. That's a dumb saying now to me. He's already with us, and he will reveal himself to us. All we need is to see that we're wrong for being angry. We're on the side of the devil. And once you see that you're wrong for being angry, he'll wipe the anger away from you. It's a spirit. And that's what you're going through now as you're seeing these things about yourself. And you're letting go of this and letting go of that. And something happens. And rather than overreacting, you let go of that. You welcome the world to attack you so you can see where you are. Christ was not moved by the world. When he attacked him, he didn't care. Like, what the? He didn't fight with the devil. He gave the devil no attention. But you fight with the devil. And it's just two devils fighting, whether it's family or whatever. Never, ever, ever fight with the devil again. Let your enemy be your enemy. They got problems. They can't help it. Don't join in the war with them. That makes sense? So you will, you can't make this happen on your own, but when you let go, you heard the saying, let go and let God, right? When you let go, he will do it. We have God with us. We have Jesus, the Son, and we have the Holy Spirit all inside the kingdom of heaven. It's there, but you got to let go. Don't run away from your fears, as this young man was saying. Run to the fears. The buffaloes run to the buffalo. I mean, to the storm, not away from it. And you're running from the storm of fear and doubt and worry and jealousy and envy and strife and want to be a part of the group and want to be equal to someone else and don't want to be poor. and don't want, You're running away from the storm. Relax. Do the silent prayer and watch those thoughts and take the pain of the, of the thought. That's the storm. Take the pain you're going through the storm and you'll be free. And whatever else, anyone else think, wish them well. Don't argue with them. Don't try to prove it. Never try to prove it. You, you can't prove anything to the devil. All right? Okay.
I saw in your hand. I don't know if I saw anyone else, but definitely here. <laughs> Where's her son? Uh, what the? The whole one is way in the back. <laughs> right here. So to your point of everything you said about, especially when you said family wants to hurt you so they can feel good. Yes. You know, evil people want to hurt people so they can feel good. They're not trying to help you. They're trying to hurt you. So they can feel good. So that usually starts with the parents, goes to the kids, and then generation, generation. So why is it that pattern continues? And second question, why does the body pain and the thoughts hit so hard when you're with family versus I'm in the world and it really doesn't affect me? When you go home, the thoughts and the body pain just gets intense. Nice. So because why you does think, that happen? You think that family member is special. You feel closer to the family. This my daddy, this my mama, this my brother. We ought to love one another. You don't see the spirit of it. Your family member may be the blood because you came through the same mother and father, but spiritually you're not the same. And that's why. And you made the family too important. It's about the family. We're supposed to love the family. You know what I mean? And so that's why this young lady was so affected. Like, that's her family. They're like, this is family. Family members are supposed to stick together. No, you're not. Your true, your real family are the ones who have been truly born again of the heart. That's your family. Those who have been truly born again. But those who have not, I don't care if it's daddy, mama, sister, kids, or whomever, they are not your family. Isn't that amazing? But the world tells us to identify physically. God tells us to identify spiritually because we are a spirit. He is a spirit. We are a spirit. And we're dealing with spirits inside of us and inside of others. Amazing. So, last word. Anybody disagree with any of this or any questions about it? Let me take you here first and then and I got to end it. Um, I do have a question. Um when you said the Spirit of God will will fight the battle for you, yes. Does the Spirit of God fight like through other people, or like how does that work? When the Spirit of God what? When the Spirit of God fights the battle for you, is that done? Like how is that done? He's causing you to overcome the world, but he's also dealing with your enemies. He's dealing with them, and don't worry about how. You just see it happen, that something changed. Something made a difference to do with something. But don't try to figure it out. But he will cause you to be in the world and not of it, meaning no longer are you affected by the world. No longer are you trying to get love from, the, from others. No longer are you lonely. No longer are you angry. No longer are you comparing yourself to someone else. Oh, I'm rich. I'm poor because that person has more money. No longer are you trying to live in a certain neighborhood to get a feeling from it. Not long are you into this mess that's going on in the world because you understand that it's evil. You will be protected from it. And whatever happened to them is on them. But he's fighting the battle for you. I'll fight, my, I'll fight your battle for you. He'll fight it for you. God protect his own just like Satan. Take care of his own. He just made them miserable. Hell on top of hell fighting one another. 
So if someone makes you feel a certain way, either good or bad, let that happen and go through it. So you can overcome that. And next time they come around and try to make you feel good or bad, you feel nothing. You feel absolutely nothing. Because their ego would have died. All right? And you will have perfect love. Don't let anyone tell you that you cannot have perfect love. And so don't focus on your vices and all that. Focus on the spirit, the heart, and how you're reacting to the world. Last word, sir. Last word. Uh, you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, family member, the family <laughs> members aren't special. Or, right. Know, that we shouldn't say that. Your family members are no different than your co-worker. Right. And uh, and they're not they're, they're not our real family, right? Like no matter if it's mama, daddy, brother, sister. Right. But what it's about just blood family? But what about rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man? I mean, isn't that the whole point? You know, bring families together Absolutely. by rebuilding the man, right? And that's what we're doing, pointing men back to, and ladies now back to the source that will rebuild them. Mm-hmm. Not me. No human being can do it. And so, if a man should get married or a woman get married, it won't be for the wrong reason. Mm. It won't be because they're trying to get love. Not for the ego. Not for the ego. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and that marriage will last until death do you part because there will be nothing to fight about. Okay, you want to stay? You can stay. You want to leave? Bye. <laughs> you want the children? Well, since I know the court going to give them to you anyway, take the children. It won't be that. You won't have to turn the ba- cut the baby half, as Francisco remind me of a lot. You won't have to cut the baby in half. You know, okay, take the baby. Because your life source is coming from God. It's not coming from anything outwardly or in your imagination anymore. That's what you got to tell me. I wouldn't be spending all my money to go to court. You got to pay for the lawyer, her lawyer, your lawyer. And then you got to buy a lawyer for the kid. <laughs> and then you, even if you did get 50-50, now you got to pay child support. And there's wife support, you broke. Why not just say, okay, you can take those children, I don't care. And that way you don't have to pay all your money out. And then the wife will get frustrated. Come and get these chillers. I can't stand these chillers. <laughs> now you got your kids free. It'll work out. It really will work out. But you got to know that. Oh, and, and when I say don't look for God, don't look for him. Because all of your ideas of looking for God are keeping you from finding God. I was looking at, and the last thing, I was looking at the people at these schools that lift up, hold their hands, and carry it on now. Y'all seen that? The, Asbury Revival. Asbury Revival. Asbury, right? Yeah. They're like, everybody getting together, oh Lord, we love you. We worship you, oh Lord. Lord, we worship you. I got more than anybody else. Oh, call, call, can't stand but die. Oh, hobbitize sit too. And then they fall on the floor and cry. And then they say, oh, we all agree now. We love you. And they go outside and the reporter waiting outside. So how did Asbury Mead help you? Oh, I just feel so good. The Lord was up in that place, and we all agree. We used to agree. And then by the time they get home, they're lonely again and scared and have fear 
and worry. Now they got to go to another Asbury meeting or UCLA or somewhere, you know what I mean? Because they need to get the good united feeling back. It's all phony. It's not of God. God wants us to be free. He came that we might not have fear. Perfect love will cast out fear. And all that stuff is just emotion They're in their head, worshiping the devil and feeling good. Now, I'd rather have them doing that than to have the, all the killing and stuff going on because at least they have a little self-containment. You know what I mean? Because they think they're right. They think they're holy, so they're going to control a little bit. But that's not it. You got to be still and let go. You must be born again of the heart. All right? Amen. <laughs> We're so out of time. I'm, I'm ending right on time, I think. So do the silent prayer. Become your own man. Become your own woman so you can overcome the world. And you can't make yourself overcome the world. You have to completely let go and let God. And that's not going to be easy for those who have identified with thoughts and emotion. All those thoughts you're getting are lies. All thoughts about God are lies. That's why you can never find what you're looking for. Stop looking, relax, and it'll happen. Let go of anger. All right? Forgive. Thank you for your support. Men's form this Thursday night. The first Thursday of the month is this Thursday. And the ladies, third, the third Thursday night of the month. All right? Amazing fellowship. And yes, sir. What was the question for this? I don't have it yet. Okay. I was going to use, are you divided? Uh, I mean, not are you divided. Are you on the defense or offense? But I'm going to get it out there now. You Stop being on the defense or the offense. You don't need to do it. If everybody got off, the whole world got off the defense or the offense today, there will be peace on earth. There will never be a reason for a war. There will be no wars. So why? So let's end the war within yourself and fight it with each other. You know, it's not necessary. You don't need to defend anything. There is nothing. The real you do not need defending. The fake you is what you're defending. You're not defending the real you. You're defending the not you, the imaginary you, the ego. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. And thank you all so much. This was amazing today. Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> Mind-blowing stuff.